0: La 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 La
1: La 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 La
2: La 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 La
1: La 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 Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Ready Set Stream Gilmore Girls Edition.
0: We're doing this.
1: We are doing this. Alright So we are now up to season one, episode eight. Eight of the Gilmore Girls, which is titled Love and War and Snow. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
0: As you know, I'm shameless.
1: Well, yes, we we know this.
0: (laughs) Well, I begged. I pleaded. But you know, yes, you know, people, you can still like, rate, subscribe, share, comment, and where we lead, you can definitely follow us at the links below.
1: (laughs) Yes, indeed. I
0: feel like Sean Luke Picard here, you know, on the USS Enterprise engage people engage engage <laughs> yes.
1: warp drive engage. warp speed full speed ahead yes. <laughs> and let's go there <laughs> shall we let's get into it yes all right so we start off this uh, particular episode with a bang i would say because we get to get a look at our very first town meeting oh in yeah stars hollow and these are a staple of the show
0: <laughs> classic
1: classic i love every single one of them they are a hoot so these are just my favorite. It just things.
0: grows on you as time goes on. They
1: really do. <laughs> things just blow up at these meetings, and you're just like, "Give me some popcorn, and let me watch this go down."
0: Luke would say it's like a wart that he can't get rid of, though. <laughs> right,
1: but I I love them, and so do so do Lorelai and Rory. Oh
0: yeah, of course. It's quite the. End. But
1: then again, they love drama too. <laughs> yeah. So.
0: It's their form of entertainment. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Well, this one starts off automatically with the newly uh, introduced Taylor Dozy. Yeah. Up at the front talking with patty and he's making a comment about how no one is listening to him patty do they is- ever <laughs> well we'll soon know won't we and patty assures him that they can hear him and he says he's being persecuted oh yeah yeah so this just kind of jumps you straight into the character that is taylor Dose. when he
0: doesn't get his way so uh-huh. persecuted.
1: so somebody why had- doesn't
0: anyone listen to me uh I don't- yeah <laughs> yeah
1: so, somebody actually stands up and says they've been hearing him for 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. And Taylor's like, well, excuse me, Andrew, but some of us have businesses to run that don't involve peddling drug paraphernalia to kids. <laughs> and Andrew says, it was a lava lamp, Taylor. And Taylor's like, there is no use for a lava lamp unless you're on drugs. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah, so I, I, I don't know where he's getting He's at. off in the clouds
0: on that one. <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't know where he's getting at. He's been smoking
0: a little, a little magic dragon there. <laughs> yeah.
1: But, so. Yeah. So about that point, you see Lorelai coming in, and she is carrying food and drinks, and she slides into a seat next to Rory, and she's whispering, what did I miss? And Rory's like, Taylor Dozy wants the no-parking zone in front of his store removed. He says his customers are being unfairly ticketed. And <laughs> Lorelai, Right. And Lorelai says, no, it's just because he wants to park there all day. And Rory goes, genius. So Luke is also there, and he's sitting a couple rows up and to the right of them. Yeah. and he is looking very irritated. Yeah, he's peeved yeah. already. He's on so edge. So you see the mayor go up to the podium, and this is your first look <laughs> at the mayor of Stars Hollow, but he kind of disappears in a few episodes, and then you never really see him again, and you just kind of see Taylor running the meetings from that point on. So you don't see much of this guy, you know, maybe yeah. two
0: or three episodes. Speaking of him, uh, Harry Porter is his character, played by David Huddleston. He's an Emmy-nominated actor, actually. You probably seen him in Brian Song, Blazing Saddles. I know him from the Big Lebowski.
1: I'm totally clueless about him. So yeah. when we first saw this you said, Gosh, he looks familiar <laughs> And I was like, no, it's not ringing any bells for me.
0: Yeah, as soon as I saw Big LeBelle, I was like, yeah, I remember who
1: okay. he was. <laughs> So he says, I have been mayor of this fine town for a long time. I tend to think of all of you as my children. Unfortunately, sometimes children have to be disciplined. Now, I'm going to say something I'm only going to say at once. We have leash laws, people. And Lorelai says, Daddy's getting angry. And the mayor says, Rover will not leash himself. And Rory says, Hmm, good point. Uh, so just the fact they their banter back and forth makes it quite clear how entertained they are by these town meetings. Oh yeah. They've got food, it's like I, mean, like I said, it's like they pop popcorn and they're they're at a movie.
0: I mean, besides their little theater that which we'll talk about later, what other events do they have? Well in they've a got a small town.
1: They've got all these little festivals yeah, and stuff, but, but other than that, this is part this is of the main event. Yeah. This is a main event. Yeah. So the mayor is announcing the anniversary of the legendary Battle of Stars Hollow, and Lorelai whispers, "Where's Luke?" And Rory says, (laughs) "Yeah, they're they're definitely preparing themselves." And Rory says, "Right up there." And I just thought this was hysterical. How much joy that these two apparently take in watching Luke's increasing discomfort, because he's a sideshow, and they're just so excited for him to go off.
0: He's like a volatile volcano ready to erupt. And this kind of reminds me, like there are sports announcers, like Bob Uecker. There, he takes the mound. He's winding up. He's delivering the pitch. Oh, it's just a bit outside. <laughs>
1: That is exactly what we're about to see in in this particular scene. Exactly that. The mayor, of course, mentions that someone will be coming around with a sign-up sheet for anybody wanting to participate in the reenactment. And Roy says, Luke's turning red. Lorelai goes, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. And the mayor mayor says, all right, it was a frigid (laughs) November night some 224 years ago. Lorelai says, he's shifting in his seat. (laughs) So this is a year, yearly oh, yeah. thing with Luke. Oh, yeah. And the mayor says, The brave stars hollow militia stood in wait for the redcoats. And Rory says, He's adjusting the cab. And Lorelai's, Lorelai's just looking over in delight. You know, she, her eyes are, are sparkling. She's just waiting for this moment to happen. And the mayor says, Tired and hungry, Twelve proud men took their positions in the town square, braving the elements. Lorelai goes, He's fighting the urge. He's fighting the urge. Here it comes. And the mayor says, and imminent death in their valiant efforts and all of a sudden Luke bursts up out of his seat and says oh for God's sake do we have to go through this every year yep. and Lorelei goes yes
0: yep just a bit outside
1: yeah and Lorelei <laughs> goes and the urge wins by a long shot and the two of them are just delighted uh, yeah but Luke they still the a joy oh gosh yes they love it <laughs> Luke and the mayor argue over the depth of the importance of Star's hollow Troops the night of the battle that never was. Yeah. Because according to Luke, they stood out in the cold snow, but no one ever showed up to fight. For nothing, yeah. Yeah, so Luke said, 12 guys stood in a row all night waiting for an enemy that never showed. Froze their keachers got...
2: off.
1: Yeah, he said, they got sh- stood up. They should have been wearing prom dresses. I yeah. uh, just that That line right there killed me. And Taylor and Luke start bickering over this, and Lorelai says to Rory, five bucks says somebody ends up in a headlock. (laughs) And Rory's like, you're on. Uh So Luke is up there, and he's saying, have any of you ever considered the fact that you're glorifying a war we fought so we could keep land that we stole?
0: good point
1: though well honestly it actually is a very good point I thought it was a very interesting point because I've kind of always felt bad for the Native American people the way they were treated you know they lived a very simple life they lived off the land they hunted of course but they used every single piece of the animal you know all of it went to survival the meat the skins you know everything went for survival we came in, we disrupted their homes, left their yeah. buffalo butchered for their skins, just rotten in the dirt, and they all live on reservations to this day. I just think it's just an unfair shake, you know?
0: Just give and, them a casino, they'll be fine. They'll yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, have, not,
1: that's not good enough for yeah, me. Yeah, I
0: have to agree with Luke on this point, because yeah, too. Native Americans, they respected the earth. Yeah. They worked with it. Yeah, us, not so much. <laughs> Ravished their lands, drove them out. It's kind of like that Adams family, you know, when Wednesday Adams was doing that little play, remember, where yeah. the oh, ravaged yeah, yeah, our yeah. lands and you must pay for your sins against us. Was <laughs> that the
1: Adams family or Adams family values? Movie? Uh, one First album. one or second one? Second one, I think think. I
0: think. Yeah, but that's hilarious.
1: Yeah, that is a good point. It just kind of also makes me think if that had never happened and we had kind of come in as more of guests and hey, can we figure out a way to coexist and actually did manage to figure out a way to coexist. Look at what we've done to the land.
0: Well, they were territorial though, so I I I don't know know if it would have worked either way.
1: Would the land be different today? They were betrayed.
0: But would the land
1: be different today if they had
0: worked together?
1: Still been a little bit more of an equal? Yeah, yeah. I just wonder about that. Makes you think. So the next scene, we cut over, and we're at Lorelai's house, and she wakes up in the middle of the night. Walks downstairs to the living room. She opens up the window in the front room. Takes a deep breath. She walks over and pushes play on the answering machine. Brings it over to the couch with her because a message from Max is playing. <laughs> and I will give Max Medina kudos on this one. At least this time he addressed the answering machine message to her. Yeah. Specifically. And it wasn't like to Rory and Owen, oh, by the way, if your mom's listening.
2: Yeah.
0: You know. He, he learned how to use the old codaphone there. The old yeah. answer machine. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yes, he did.
0: Finally mastered it.
1: So uh, he's basically wondering if they're ever going to go out on a date. And, you know, she seems a bit giddy, you know, like she thinks it's a charming message. She listens to it a second time until Rory wakes up and come in and she shuts it off real quick. And Rory's about to close the window, but she tells her no, tells her to close her eyes and breathe. Uh And then for the first time, we hear the infamous line. Iconic. Kind of. Synonymous with this show yeah. Lorelai says I smell snow Yep So I mean That is Lorelai's line And if anybody knows anything About Gilmore Girls They're gonna know that line
0: Yeah That's the so, one you re- remember most is-
1: Scott actually uh, Patterson actually asks this Of everyone that he interviews During his rapid fire questions yeah. On his podcast That's one of the staples And only two people, Shelley Cole who plays Madeline on the show and Scott Cohen who plays Max Fadina have been able to smell snow so far. Everybody else has said no. Can you smell
0: snow? We get it so rare out here that yeah, it has a distinct feel in the air and you can definitely smell it The change in the weather
1: I can smell it I can smell it before it's coming when it's coming I know when it's coming yeah I can smell it before during and after but here's another question for you can you hear it falling
0: yes I can hear I actually it go out and record it when it, we get those rare opportunities yes. and you can hear the, the little splat and the, it, you know, it, it makes but it's a not, little,
1: it's not a loud splat. No, it's no. Like, it's, soft. it's almost like little crystal shards yeah. dropping to the ground in a very, very quiet, yeah. soft, whispery way. It's like fairy wings or something. I don't know. Yeah. I d- it's magic. You know? I know. <laughs> it's magical. And I feel the same way about snow. I love it, but we'll, we'll get into that later.
0: Did you happen to notice that clown pillow that everyone talks about in the scene?
1: I did notice the clown Clown pillow. I have to say that I found it kinda creepy. <laughs> um, it didn't look like any kind of clown I've ever seen. It actually looked like a cross between the Michael Myers mask and <laughs> yeah. the mask from that movie Happy Death Day.
0: Oh, I love that movie. I know. I yeah, love that
2: movie
1: too. I love that
0: movie because for more than one reason, well, Tree, the main character in that movie, has the same birthday as I do. So happy death day to me. Hello? <laughs>
1: Well, let's just continue to say happy birthday to you. But yeah, but. but that pillow did
0: have that pillow did have some menacing eyes. Uh
1: yes it did. <laughs> And I kind of would have been able to live just fine without having seen that.
0: Yeah, and that movie is a take on Groundhog's Day, a new twist kind of. It is,
1: which is one of the reasons why I like it. Yeah. It was filmed very interestingly.
0: And I didn't know what they were going to do with the second one, but I enjoyed that one too.
1: Oh, yeah. I didn't like it as much as I liked the first one. They're both good, but I I just really loved the first one.
0: And I always say, bye.
1: (laughs) Yeah. If you haven't seen that movie, you should definitely go check it out. So Lorelai goes on and on about snow to Rory how pretty everything is how the clothes and hats are great how the best <laughs> things in her life have happened when it snowed yeah and I have to say I really agree with her snow just makes me feel like a kid again it's magical you know I, do you remember that time that we got that nine and a half inches that one year oh lord you gotta understand <laughs> It's a rare occurrence. It is rare if we even get a dusting during winter. I remember
0: a couple snowstorms we've had. We just that's it.
1: We live in Tennessee, and we are in a state that
0: we get more ice than snow.
1: We'll get ice before we'll get snow, and we had it so
0: bad that it took power
2: lines. Oh yeah, yeah, it's real bad. But we're surrounded
1: by all of these states. That get snow, it's like we're in this little tiny pocket that's like, no snow for you, you know, like Seinfeld,
0: no soup for you. And people up north always laugh at us because y'all can't drive in the snow. It's not the snow people, it's the ice. You can't drive on ice.
1: But then again, I will say... Because we don't plow
0: the roads around
1: here. I will say that they are right to, in a sense, because we can't drive in the snow because we hardly ever get it. Because
0: they don't plow the roads and prepare enough.
1: Right. So so we have ice. If we do happen to get snow, number one, we're not as equipped as states that get it on a regular basis. We don't have that kind of equipment. Like I said. We don't have that kind of plan in place. I
0: personally can drive, but I avoid it for the other people.
1: Yeah, but (laughs) we also just don't know how to drive in it because we very rarely get it. You'll be driving in snow and trying to be very careful and you'll see some idiot yeah. just plunging 95 miles an hour down the road out of Karen
0: world. <laughs>
1: yeah and then of course <laughs> you'll a mile over, down there and they're in the You'll see them go ditch. over
0: the hill and despair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you know so, what happened? But you come
1: anyway, up on that one year, we got nine and a half inches. I was smart. I was one of the people that left work as soon as it started to stick, and it was like eight thirty in the morning. And I got in my car. It still took me three hours to get home.
0: Yeah, some it's people, ridiculous around here. It
1: took some people nine hours to get home, and some people didn't make it home at all, and they had to check into a local hotel.
0: Yeah, so come on down and move to Tennessee, folks, if yeah. you want to.
1: Well, they always <laughs> say about our weather, of oh, you don't like our weather? Just wait till tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah it changes. But anyway, so it. it was a really big deal but as soon as i got home that day i made mark and i walk all the way down to the closest gas station i think it was like a mile away just so that way we could be out in it i love it that much so i feel yeah. i feel quite the same about lorelei but i do digress yes. quite, quite a bit on this moving on but I, I can wax eloquent yeah. about snow
0: Stories to tell.
1: Yes. So they talk about Max and his message, and Rory seems okay with it right now. Her parting remark as she goes back to bed is that it's all fodder for the tell-all. <laughs> and I thought, Yeah, hmm, that's interesting. This was interesting. That's and very probably, leading. Was it unintended foreshadowing here yeah. for events that happen much later in the series? We shall see. Yeah so Lorelai puts the blanket over her head as she's sitting on the couch and she proceeds to listen to the message from Max yeah, she's again so,
0: she's so enthralled with
1: us. yes <laughs> okay so next we have the scene at the Independence Inn so Lorelai is coming into the lobby she is so excited about the outside she's asking people what it's looking like Michelle is being all negative of course and, and Lorelai is saying they'll need to pull out sleds and parkas <laughs> in case people want to go hiking
0: Michelle is the total opposite oh, of yeah. yeah. Of course we know he is. Of course, He's going to poo-poo anything that she's talking yeah, about. Yeah,
1: he, he basically, <laughs> he says the thrilling sensation of getting lost in a blizzard <laughs> of freezing to death in the woods and having to eat your friend's buttocks to stay alive. <laughs> that is lost on many people. And Lorelai says, I am telling you, <clears> five <throat> minutes in a snowball fight, we could knock that stick right out of your butt. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I just about died when she said that. <laughs> So Pull it point, out already, Michelle. Yeah. So, Suki comes out of the kitchen and starts talking about maple, sugar, snowflakes on all of the pillows. And Michelle says, make them in the shape of a buttock. Get people used to them.
0: Yeah, now he's taking it to a, an unhealthy level here.
1: But Suki, of course, naturally being Suki, oh, takes, another it, level. takes it a little seriously and looks at Lorelai and says, is that a real question? And like... No. Uh please, who's speaking? <laughs> and Suki immediately is like, "Right, oh, Michelle." Yeah, okay. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Michelle.
0: Yeah. Yeah, just being Michelle, being Michelle there. Right. Yeah. So, at that moving point, moving
1: on. <laughs> yeah. At that point, Rory comes in with Lane, who is dressed in her band uniform talking about someone named Rich Bloomingfeld, and she says that she's been around him forever but basically just noticed him. And Rory's all about finding her chemistry book and asking if she's had it at Lane's house the day before. <laughs> and I mean, Rory never oblivious. S- She never seems interested in talking about anything about Lane. Have you noticed that? Yeah. But, like, when it's her stuff, she expects Lane to listen and support her. This kind of reminds (laughs) me of the first episode when she jokingly told Dean that maybe she's self-centered. And I remember at the time, we thought, you know, perhaps she is. We took it serious at the time. I think now, in certain circumstances, especially this one, there's definitely evidence of it. What do you think?
0: Yeah, she definitely pegged herself on that one. Oh, yeah. So, (laughs) Lane
1: has to actually say to her, Rory, focus, please but she doesn't, you know. Mm-hmm. She keeps looking for a Kim book and when she finally finds it, she remembers Rich's name but then asks if he still wears the Star Trek t-shirt. Yeah. And Lane just kind of rolls her eyes in exasperation because she realizes the only thing that Rory heard her say was the name Rich. Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> Focus, Lamar. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, hello, Rory. They make a lot of Star Trek references in these episodes. I've noticed that. It kind of makes you wonder if the Paladinos are big trickies.
1: Yeah, it does kind of make you wonder that. I mean, so far, I don't know if I'd want to go back and count them up, but there have been quite a few Trek references in just the eight episodes that we've watched.
0: Yeah, there's two types of fans out there. There's Star Trek fans and Star Wars fans. Right. I tend to be more of the Star Wars leaning, yeah, but I like too. both. Are you a Star Trek fan or a Star Wars fan? Or a little both, maybe.
1: I'm more of a Star Wars fan. I did enjoy a couple of the Star Trek movies, yeah. but I never really got into the show.
0: So we're taking a poll. Yes. Y'all can answer that. Let us know.
1: I, I love triples, though. It, <laughs> is it triples?
0: Trebles? Is it triples?
1: Tri- I what think does- it's triples. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but yeah. They I,
0: multiply? Yeah. Kind of like gremlins when you get them wet?
1: <laughs> yes. So then Rory and Lane go into the kitchen where Rory asks Suki for some Rocky Road cookies. Suki goes to scrounge them up. You know, Lane continues to try to talk about Rich's hair and how luxurious (laughs) it is to Rory. And Rory's responding, but kind of brushing her off, saying that, you know, she has to get to the bus because Dean's going to meet her there. And Lane's like, but I'm trying to talk to you about this. I know we'll talk on the way. And at that point, you know, Suki brings her a bag of the cookies and Lorelai comes in, you know sees Lane in her band uniform
0: hello there Sergeant Pepper
2: yes like the Lonely does. Hearts Club band yes yeah,
1: she does <laughs> And Lorelai says, hey, sweets. She says, I have a locksmith coming to the house today, like five-ish, and I don't know how long it'll take, so will you tell Grandma and Grandpa that I'm going to be late and that I'm having (laughs) Satan's baby? You pick pick the order. And Rory just says, I'll relay the time message, but I'm leaving the rest up to you. Wow. So, yeah. (laughs) At that point, Lorelai notices. Is that
0: Rosemary's baby there again? I
1: don't know. (laughs) But Lorelai notices the cookies, and she mentions that Rory hates Rocky Road cookies. Yeah. And at first, Rory kind of tries to say that she doesn't, uh-huh. but then Lorelai quickly Clip. informs her, everyone there, actually, that Dean is the one who likes Rocky oh, Road yeah. cookies. yeah. That's who likes those cookies. So, just to rub it in, she and Suki start singing a song about mm-hmm. love and Dean, dean and Rory dean and, and cookies. The cookie. yeah. Got the cookies and the Dean yeah, and love and the, the dean. dean. Yeah. <laughs> At that point, Rory...
0: Suki likes it because she's having fun with it. She keeps going. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> so Rory quickly pulls Lane out of there. Yeah. And Lorelai quits singing at that point. But Suki yeah, continues to go. And she's Lorelai... Having...
0: She's in her own world Lorelai's now.
1: like, you can stop now. And she's like, oh, but it's so fun. She just keeps going.
0: <laughs> yeah, I got to mention something about Rory there. She's a little shady. little miss. Because she's going to take those cookies from Suki. You know, because neither one of them bait Lorelai or Rory. Oh, no. So she's going to go and try to... Pawn those off on Dean like she made them lovingly for him. There's something going on there. Well,
1: I don't know if she actually says that we will. <laughs> see. She but she doesn't
0: it's... say they're not. She <laughs> does. Say... Well,
1: that's true. She, she omits
0: at least at the very least.
1: Um. So Rory and Lane are now walking toward the bus stop. They're walking down the street. Lane's trying once again, talking about how she's known this guy since the <laughs> sixth grade. But Rory is looking down. She's going through her book. She's going through papers, yeah. basically ignoring Lane. And Lane asks a question and Rory just says, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> and again, Lane has to say to Rory, you're not listening to me. Yeah, yeah. And at that point, she finally gets her attention there for just a minute, as yep. they sit down. Yeah, <laughs> hello. As they sit down on the bench once again, I'm thinking, "Hello, McFly, anybody <laughs> home?" You know, and they're sitting down there on the bench. But then, who shows up? But Dean and the two of them start talking, and Lane Mays will not even be there.
0: Yeah, do you relate to that?
1: Yeah. I mean, Lane looks miserable, kind of abandoned. Yeah, I've had friends like that. Uh, I remember when I was in high school, I was always the one that cared more about the relationship than my friends did. So I was the one who always went overboard to be the listener and do the things for people, and they did not reciprocate. As I grew up, I kind of quit being as giving. Well, I will
0: say this about you, and I've even heard people say this about you that you're just easy to talk to, and they like talking to you, and so that's probably why you get that a lot.
1: That may be true, but when I it comes am, time for
0: them to listen to you,
1: <laughs> yeah. I am the person that is known to go up to strangers off the streets and just say, "Hey, can yeah. I give you a hug? You look like you need one." And that's where your daughter you've gets seen me from. do it.
0: You've seen me do that. Because I see that in both of you. Yeah, definitely.
1: Just as friends go, though, I'm still a giving person and I'm still a good listener, but I quit getting so deep deeply involved in friendships you yeah. know as i used to be in high school to that level because i just got hurt too much
0: well roy is definitely in her own little stratosphere there she's ignoring her friend lane right when lane's always there to lend her an it
1: oh of course
0: yeah and very caring and and trying to help her give good advice. She's a
1: very good friend. Yeah. And despite the fact that she isn't really allowed to have good world experience She's lucky to have her from Miss Kim. She still gives some great advice for a girl 16 who is kind of sheltered. She's lucky to have friends at all with Miss Kim there. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, Dean gives Rory a book back. Apparently, she got him to read a Jane Austen novel. (laughs) And he doesn't really seem too excited about it, but Rory takes it from him as if he, like, raved about it and even makes a point (laughs) to turn to Lane and mention that Dean just loved Jane Austen and to me Lane's response is a little snarky when she says back <laughs> wow who'd have thought it yeah and finally she just makes an excuse and leaves
0: well you got me into Jane Austen and I will have to admit I do enjoy those books. Oh, they're good. Yeah, I don't think Rory would have even noticed that Lane was there at all. I don't think with.
1: she did, actually. <laughs> she just kinda kept on
0: speaking of talking that.
1: Talking to Dean, but you know, <laughs> let, let's pause for a second yeah, to talk bye about Lane. <laughs> let's pause for a second to talk about Dean. In this scene, you know, he didn't seem to me overly excited about the Jane Austen book. Instead, nah. he immediately tells her about a book that he thinks that she should read and completely different type of author different type of genre and I'm just kind of struck by their differences here yes he read the book for her which was sweet and I will admire that but their tastes are totally different you know intellectually they're not on the same page no no. I don't know. I, maybe I took that wrong. I'm sure Dean fans will definitely have things to say about that, but that was just my take on it.
0: Well, she has something to say later. We'll talk about it in the Scotts podcast.
1: Yeah. Next, we go back to the Independence Inn. This episode actually really does jump around quite a bit. Yeah. So we go from one place back and back and yeah, forth, and back and forth. Yeah, <laughs> as I tend to be. <laughs> so Lorelai comes into the inn. She mentions how they've had their first sighting of snowflakes, and she's standing at the front desk. She's kind of smiling in this little private reverie that she has going on and she's just kind of saying softly to herself, the world changes when it snows. It gets quiet. Everything softens. And all of a sudden, Michelle's... Yeah, she's
0: waxing poetic. Yeah. And then, yeah, I'm, It's sudden, coming back to me now.
1: All of a sudden, Michelle's hand comes out of nowhere. The phone? Holding the phone. Yes. And he said, it's your mother. I love that. And Lorelai says... Yeah, way to kill the mood there, Michelle. Buzzkill. Right. And Lorelai the says, snow. and then the rains come. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: they come pouring down all right. When and then on she the says, hand. hi, Mom.
1: <laughs> so, you know, at that point, immediately, Emily starts asking if Lorelai has <laughs> seen the news. Uh-oh. And Lorelai says, ever? <laughs> and I thought that was so funny. I but tend then, to do that too sometimes. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and Emily was like, a bad storm is heading your way. It's already hitting us here. And Lorelai says, well, don't panic. I'll get the ark. You get the animals. <laughs> okay, and, I, <laughs> and the,
0: the reason I said I'm like that sometimes too, because our mom tends to have a tendency. <laughs> well, it's,
1: it's my mom technically. Well,
0: I call her mom too.
1: But he's, but yes, yeah. he's like a surrogate. She's his mother-in-law, all, but, but <laughs> he treats her like a mom, and she treats yeah, him like a son. But if
0: there's an inkling, of bad weather, there could be a <laughs> thunderstorm. A tornado, a flash flood, anything. We're getting a call.
1: Oh, yes. Yes. Have you guys seen the news? Yeah.
0: Are you okay? Are you okay? It's out of concern, but Emily, yeah, not so much. She's definitely got an ulterior motive.
1: Right. So, she tells uh, Lorelai, she says that she just sent someone to pick Rory up from school.
0: Oh, here it comes out. Yeah,
1: how the roads are terrible. (laughs) Right away. Black ice, a big mess, and then asked what time is going to be there for dinner. Yep, here it is. And Lorelai is like, well, uh, gee, Mom, I don't know. Let me see. Black eyes, treacherous roads. I guess I'll just put on my red, white, and blue leotard, grab my golden lasso, and fly the invisible plane on over. (laughs) And I thought that was really kind of funny because it's the same reference that we made when we were watching episode two.
0: Little did we know that she would reference... Wonder Woman. But yes, we'll, we will get to this. I promise. Yes, I want to get back. I want to circle back to this one.
1: Yeah. So Emily says you're not coming, but she talks about how Roy should spend the night. And she said, and if it's still bad tomorrow, <laughs> and Lorelai says, Mom, why don't you wait and see what the weather does <laughs> she, before you fill out a change of address yeah, card for she, her? <laughs>
0: she's going to interment honor her, her camp, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, at that point, Rory arrives and talks to Lorelai, and Lorelai tells her, you know, basically that she's going to be staying home, not coming to Friday night dinner because of the roads. So, at that point, we cut to outside at Luke's diner, and it's nighttime. <laughs> the reenactors are passing by Luke, and he's basically following them and asking them why they're doing this. And the mayor reminds him, basically, should be ashamed of himself because his father was a reenactor, too. Yeah. And Luke just says, yeah, and he thought he was crazy, too. <laughs> and Lorelai just walks up behind him as the men walk on. You know? Yeah,
0: those uh, reenactors get fanatical.
1: They, they It's kind of like it's, cosplay very serious people about
0: it. To, on the other spectrum. They get into reenacting, you know, like Comic-Con stuff. But these reenactors, they go out and do the Civil War battles. And, yeah, it's a real big thing. It's not my cup of tea, but, yeah, I understand where they're coming from.
1: Yeah. Lorelai walks up behind Luke and she says, Well, there goes the fire chief, the police chief, <laughs> and the one paramedic with a valid license. I feel safe, don't you? And Luke says, Look at them. All relatively intelligent men, but they are all dressed up in costumes, standing out in a snowstorm, and for what? And Lorelai says, because it's tradition.
0: Well, you know Luke's pot is defective. So he does, he's not a big joiner. Anyway. Yeah, he already said his yeah. wild respect yeah, yeah, yeah. in the last episode. And I agree, with I'm minus too. But. So
1: his answer back to her saying it's tradition is, Tradition is a trap. It allows people <laughs> to stick their head in the sand. Everything in the past was so quaint, so charming. Times were simpler. Kids didn't have sex. Neighbors knew each other. It's a freaking fairy tale. Things sucked then too. He said it just sucked without indoor plumbing.
0: Well, I guess they best embrace the suck there, right?
1: Yeah, but yeah, you know, I,
0: think so. I have to disagree with Luke on that. That's one good thing that they do is remember the past, because if you neglect the past, you're doomed to repeat it. That's true. So yeah, I have to disagree with him on that.
1: Learn from the past. Yeah,
0: learn from your mistakes, kids.
1: <laughs> so Lorelai says to him, "You know, I think some traditions are nice—birthdays, holidays, taking a walk in the first snow of the season." <laughs> and looks like I didn't get the Hallmark card for that one. <laughs> and Lorelai's like, well, "Maybe you
0: needed to post it."
1: Yeah. <laughs> And she says, when I was five, she said, I had a really bad ear infection, and I had been home in bed for a week, and I was very sad, so I wished really hard that something wonderful would happen to me, and I woke up the next morning, and it had snowed. And she said, and I was sure that some fairy godmother had done it just for me. It was my little present. And Luke said, your parents never explained the concept of (laughs) weather.
2: Well, it's, like, magical, you know? Yeah.
1: And Lorelai said, I'm making a point, Mouton McGee. <laughs> she Zip said, it, zippy. Yeah. She says, of course, many years later, I realized that logically, the snow was not there for me personally. But still, when it snows, something inside me says, hey, that's yep. your present. Yep. And I don't think it'll ever change. So they talk a little bit more about the reenactors and his dad. And they kind of casually oh, yeah. tells her. His you know, dad
0: had his own musket and he was Oh, yeah, he with was it. married with it. <laughs>
1: He he, was big into it Luke kind of casually slips in Maybe that's what turned him off of it So he kind of casually slips in Why don't you come on in and I'll get you some coffee Huh. And she said, no, thanks. And she's smiling. She's not being ugly. She's uh-huh. just kind of, you know, enjoying the weather. And she says, I'm going to walk around enjoying my present a little more.
0: Yeah, take it all and in. And
1: when she walks off, he really does kind of stare after her pretty hard.
0: Yeah, he's Jones in there. But do you think that was his attempt at asking her on a kind of a date slyly, you know?
1: You know, in his own way, I think he might have been. But He put from, himself out there. <laughs> from her perspective, very slightly. Yeah. <laughs> But from her perspective, no. Because in her head, because this is what I would be thinking if yeah. I was her. This is the guy who always serves her coffee. So she's probably seeing it as more like the coffee guy offering to give her coffee.
0: Just doing his job. Right. Yeah, yeah. And
1: he's going to have to do better than that in my book. Yeah, he was. You know, they were close, but I get it. He's going to have to stick his neck out and be more direct. Yeah. And that is his problem. And I think this is what makes Max intriguing to Lorelai. Oh, yeah is that he states what he wants with confidence. He doesn't dither around. He is straightforward.
0: Yeah, i give props to Max on that. He's very direct. But it's kind of like George when he said, I'm going to call you up and ask you out proper, like when he was talking to Aaron Brockovich.
1: In the movie, Aaron Brockovich. Yes.
0: Be more direct. Be more like Max. Yes. So why do you think Luke's afraid then?
1: Honestly, you know, I've thought about that over and over because he's had so many opportunities and he'll put little feelers out, but that's all that they are and they're not enough to get somebody's, attention to make the uh-huh. they're they're only enough to make somebody blink and think to themselves was that a little something something so he's but then they're going to the shake their head you know and, and say no nah, that wasn't anything
0: and seeing if there's a possibility sticking your toe in the yeah the but see the other <laughs> person's not going to see it
1: that way yeah. so i think that he might see her as a little above him in a way he's well, a small town guy yeah, he grew up there exactly. and she's a transplant who only grew up there from like 16 onward and he knows where she came from he knows her background yeah. Maybe he thinks that he's not good enough for her, in a way.
0: They went into that on his podcast about the psychology of it all. He, he brought a lot of his own personal views into the role. Mm-hmm. Like I said, they're a lot of light.
1: So, yeah, why didn't he offer to go with her? Yeah. See, that would have been a perfect opportunity. He's looking after her longingly, like I said. But if he'd offered to go with her, he could have said something like, well, do you want some company?
0: Well, he's already put that out there that I'm anti this, I'm not down with this. Yeah. I'm anti-Snow, when... I'm anti-Reanatman. <laughs>
1: You've seen already in prior episodes how he will step around his he normal when rules yeah. when it comes to her.
0: Yeah, he'll let go of the reins So there.
1: he could have said, want some company? And she would have said yes. She that, knows
0: she would. That was my thought. My definitely go-to there. Was...
1: And I'm thinking, what if he had gone? Would it have changed what happens next? Oh,
0: well, yeah, we'll get to that with her gift coming around the corner. Do yeah. you
1: think it would have changed what happens next? Possibly. Yeah. So, we are in front of the Stars Hall of High School. Lane oh, God. is standing in front of the school <laughs> with the rest of her bandmates, and there's a guy kneeling down in front of her that I can only guess is rich with the yeah, luxurious this, hair. This
0: is his big moment here. Yeah.
1: And she's got this smile on her face. She's looking down at him, and she just, without even thinking about it, reaches down and runs her fingers through his hair.
0: She couldn't resist.
1: And as soon <laughs> as he, he looks up at her when she does it, and as soon as he does, she realizes what she's just done, and she runs for the hills, boys. She is embarrassed and just takes off running.
0: She just got overtook by her hormone. They just took over, you know? Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> she couldn't contain herself.
1: So, that was all of that scene. And like I said, this particular episode cuts back and forth and back and forth. So
0: Nowadays, if that's the other way around, yeah, watch out.
1: Yeah. Now <laughs> no we're go. back on the sidewalk. <laughs> Lorelai is walking down the sidewalk. She stops because up ahead she sees Max Medina in front of an auto repair shop.
0: Like an angel standing yes. there.
1: And he... The, the, <laughs> now, the mechanic is not gypsy, by no, the way. no. So we still have not met Gypsy.
0: I'm thinking if it's the same guy from earlier seasons. Was it Muskie's that she referred to? I'm thinking he's still holding on by the thread of his business before Gypsy comes in and buys him out or something. Something he forecloses or something goes on there. I'm still wanting to know the story behind that, by the way. Right. If anybody has it, let me know.
1: But they see each other across the way, and they smile at each other. And Lorelai says to herself, "I smell snow." And yep. when she said that, I felt what she meant by that is kind of what she said to Luke earlier that she sees Present, yeah. Max's presence as being a gift from yeah. the snow. Did you
0: see her face? It lit up. Yeah, boy.
1: it lit up. I got
0: snow. I got. Oh, and look, Max is here. All of a sudden.
1: So they talk a little it's bit. Destiny. They banter. He asks, you know, about somewhere he could take her, and she's yeah. like, "Well, this is my town." And he says, "But he." was the one who asked her so he should pick and I do kind of like that way of thinking it's more straightforward than Luke it's decisive and I think that Lorelai likes it too
0: yeah but she does question his motives here she's like of all the little towns and all the people oh wait you do know somebody here me she's kind yeah, of throwing yeah. some shade at him there like I know what your game is big boy he ain't pulling the wool over my eyes
1: so we're there for a very short time and then we cut to the Gilmore house Uh Emily is on the phone saying that she cannot understand why the person that she's talking to waited so late to call while Rory sits on the couch and Richard is reading the newspaper so apparently it was their cook on the phone explaining how she can't get there and Richard says well they're gonna have to go out to eat
0: yeah Richard's in his paper in his zone he don't know what's going on
1: right and Emily says it's too bad outside to go out and then she says she hates snow so there's (laughs) Two things on this that I think are funny. Number one, I find it's really funny that Emily was concerned enough about the roads to warn Lorelai, make sure that Rory was picked up from school, and even let Lorelai out (laughs) of Friday night dinner, which she never does. Yeah. And it's too bad for them to go out to eat, but she still expects to cook to get there and make them dinner.
0: Yeah, she is so focused on getting control of Rory. She didn't care about Lorelai being there at all. As long as she had Rory to sink her hooks into, and then she's like, but what are we going to (laughs) eat
1: at the same time? And then the second thing I found funny about maybe that maybe they could
0: order a pizza. they get it delivered. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's coming up. <laughs>
1: And second thing I thought was funny about that is that she is obviously the complete opposite of Lorelai in the fact that she hates. Oh yeah, snow.
0: polar opposites. Yeah. one loves it, one hates it. That's mother daughter right there.
1: So at this point, Rory attempts to defuse the situation by saying that she's, you know, she's going to go and she'll find something Rummage in the, in the freezer, freezer yeah. for them to eat. So they're all kind of gathered around the freezer. It's like
0: a scavenger hunt. They go. Oh, see, I told yeah. you. There's not There's Pat with me. And then, uh, Rory. You
1: know? Yeah. And Rory spots a frozen pizza, and Emily guesses it must. Oh, pull. there's a the pizza. Yeah. And Emily says. So it must belong to Anna. And Richard's like the maid. And when Emily says yes, he says, "Ah,
0: got one." Yeah, it was like the uh, he was winning the lottery there, like
1: guess the maid name. He yeah, yeah, right he was so excited because he guessed the names, the maid's name. Got, yeah. right, yeah. yeah, got one right. Yeah, got one right. So then we cut back to Stars Hollow, and Lorelai and Max are getting takeout, and they're talking about his background. You know, he asks if she'd ever been close to marriage, and she says, "Uh, Rory's dad proposed." Mm -hmm. And Max was like, well, what happened? And Lorelai said, the bell rang. I was late for Cam Lab.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, this is just Yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. The banter, it's building, the tension, yeah.
1: And then we cut back to the Gilmore residence. Rory is kind of bored, waiting on the pizza to cook. She's staring out the window. Richard is on the phone this time. Emily is sitting on the couch. (laughs) So she goes wandering around, and she ends up in her mother's old room, looking through her drawer, and she finds one of those old photo booth pictures. Snapshot. And it's a, a picture of a young Lorelai and Christopher Roy's dad dated 1983 loving uh you know the kissing the kissy kissing booth kind of picture and she puts it in her pocket and i guess she decides to keep it Well,
0: she stared at it hard there for a second
1: yeah and at that point she gets a page on her beeper and she calls home where lane is at her house and answers the phone she probably thought rory would be there so she went there (laughs) when she had made her big mistake with rich's hair oh i love this but rory asks, why are you at my house yeah i love this and lane says like you care yeah boom Boom, mic drop. Yes. 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 Go, girl. And Rory says, What are you talking about? And Lane says, You're (laughs) never around when I need you.
0: Call her on that. And Rory's
1: like, Well, you know, I have to go to my grandparents on Fridays. Yeah. She says, I know. You go to your grandparents, you go to Chilton, Mm -hmm. you have to meet Dean. He needs his cookies. I can't find my books. She's and Rory's right like, here. what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this, she yeah, sounds like yeah. a broken record. Yeah. Oblivious. And Lane said, what good is it to have a best friend when she's never around and she never listens mm-hmm. and she has no interest in the fact that you're in love or that you touched his hair?
0: Yeah, that's like her mom at times when she's oblivious uh-huh. and stuff. But then they get smacked in the face with it and eventually they're like, oh God, I gotta so solve this.
1: Lane really goes off on her here, and I actually oh, yeah. think it was kind of good that she did. Snaps for Lane. Um, She, <laughs> she has always been there for Rory yes she has and good supported advice, her good listened to her but Rory has really just not been very present for her yeah. at all Yeah. so I kind of thought she had this coming in a way but Rory acts very surprised by the outburst like she's totally oblivious yeah what would I do and Lane starts explaining about how she had touched Rich's hair and Rory asked her why she touches touch his hair
0: because it's his it, hair, well,
1: <laughs> it's Rich's yeah, hair it's Rich's what, hair what more can I say right <laughs> (laughs) But Lane says, why? She said, that's a good question. I don't know why. Why would a sane person do a thing like that? Maybe I'm not sane. Maybe I'm going through some sort of phase. Maybe I really, really needed someone to talk to about this and you weren't there. And Roy's like, Lane, come on. And she says, no, you come on. You're always at school or you're talking about school or you're with Dean. You have everything now. And I have nothing except 2,000 Korean Bibles and a potential F. And jazz band. <laughs> I think
0: it was her harmonies. You know what
1: I'm saying? Yes, her, her harmonies. <laughs> like, great
0: wedding? Her, her harmonies. <laughs>
1: And Rory says to her, I'm sorry, and Lane says, don't be sorry, be here.
0: Yeah, be present. Be come present. On now.
1: And at that point, unfortunately, the phone line cuts, and she can't get Lane yeah. anymore. And just at that moment, Emily walks in. <laughs> in looking. <a> panic. <laughs> she looks frantic, honestly. Rory's trying to talk about the phone's going dead and how she needs to call Lane back. But Emily's like, it's probably a storm, but she insists that Rory come downstairs immediately. Yeah, And when Rory asked her what's wrong, she answered in this horrified voice, the stove is buzzing. Oh, God. <laughs> and Rory's like, it's just a timer, Grandma. And Emily's like, I know it's the timer, Rory, but I don't know is where it's located or how to turn it off. Yeah. And you can hear Richard in the background yelling for them to come because of the buzzer on, on the oven.
0: <laughs> yeah, the only time I get that panic about a buzzing is the morning alarm. Right. But I know people that can't even set their timers. When the time zone changes, they can't even set their clocks back or forward. So, yeah, I know these people that are technically challenged. But I expect it from Richard and Emily because they have maids to take care of that stuff for Mm -hmm. you know.
1: So we cut away and we're back in Stars Hollow where Lorelai has apparently taken Max to the movie theater. And this is actually our first look at what we'll come to know as the black, white, and red movie theater and bookstore. I kind of like that intimate setting. I do, too. It's It's a bunch of couches. you know? (laughs) Instead of theater seats, it's couches. And it's not huge. It's comfy. Yeah. small
0: town. I get it. They kind of make dual usage. Yeah. Yeah. uh... So
1: they're sitting on one of the couches watching a movie, and Lorelai, in true Lorelai fashion, is chattering away like she does when she and Rory watch something together. And she keeps asking Max if he's scared yet. Are you scared yet? Are you scared yet? And Max (laughs) says, you know, you're very annoying in a movie. Oh, it has not to do with that. And Lorelai says, I know. I think it's very important that you... You know my faults as well as my many attributes. Yeah. And Max says very thoughtful of you, and I kind of want to say that it was a little rude for him to say that to her. But no. you never really know if he's being rude because he says it so offhand, so it could be a joke.
0: No, no, he's. But this, this is I don't all know. leading somewhere, and you know where it leads to. Yeah. It, it's a little tension building. and They do kiss, you know.
1: So now we yeah. cut back to the Gilmore a House hot again. And heavy
0: there in the yeah. little small theater. <laughs>
1: Emily, Richard, and Rory are at the table getting ready to eat the pizza. Richard is eating his, of course, with a knife and fork. Oh, I love this. And he likes it. I love this. Emily takes a bite, it's too hot, you know, but Rory puts some Parmesan cheese <laughs> on it for her, and she gives Lorelai the credit for that, saying yeah. that it'll make it great. And when Emily takes another bite, she says, it's wonderful.
0: What do you think about I that? I mean,
1: she she really
0: raves. raves. It's yeah.
1: wonderful.
0: Well, I think that would have gone if Lorelai well, said Well,
1: actually, I was going to ask you, do yeah. you think that it would have been the same if it had been Lorelai, who had been there and Lorelai getting them to eat that putting Parmesan cheese on it would they have reacted the same way and thought it was so great if it had been her me no well you already
0: know no. no they wouldn't say that you know they wouldn't give uh, Lorelai props for anything
1: no of course not know?
0: but I did think this soul scene was funny because you know I'm going to mention like they mentioned Star Trek I'm going to reference Seinfeld again season 6 episode 3 the Snickers
1: I beached to it I-, I did the soup Nazi earlier oh yeah you, missed yeah, it. Yeah.
0: you slipped that in on me I did <laughs> yeah this reminds me of when Elaine sees Mr. Pitt her boss eating his Snickers bar with a knife and fork cutting oh it up oh my gosh yes <laughs> and then George ends up spreading it around at his work and then everybody starts everybody's doing it everybody's doing and, it and George they ask him what are you doing and he's like what you eat it with your hands that's my favorite line <laughs> you know I'm trying to bring a little class to this <laughs> right you know and then everybody does it And toward, at the end of the show Elaine goes off on him because it's like the twilight zone everybody's doing it
1: right <laughs> it's funny I
0: love that episode
1: well what's side- Seinfeld episode do we not love? I mean, really. Well,
0: I think Rory even had her own little Elaine moment when she said, yeah, Grandma, feel free to use your hands.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. While they are eating, Rory goes and gets a photo album from her mom's room that she'd apparently found earlier, and they start flipping through the pictures, you know, and there's a baby picture of Lorelai wearing this nice satin white dress, you know, and Emily said that it had 12 (laughs) petticoats underneath it.
0: You think there was any room for that baby in there, baby?
1: Honestly, uh, (laughs) I kind of wonder how did the baby not suffer? Yes, that. But, Jeez. you know, and Rory says she looks like a little princess. She did, though. And rather than just accept the compliment, Emily has to say back, yes, well, if memory serves, I believe about two minutes after that picture was taken, her highness dumped a glass of grape juice all Ooh, over it.
0: Why can't she just give a compliment?
1: I don't know. Th- this, I'm uh, thinking... This is rubbing...
0: Okay. Why does
1: she have to turn <laughs> that into co- some kind of slam? She, why couldn't she have just accepted the compliment? I never understand and this And she woman. was an infant. Come on She was a baby. How about not have wine around her?
0: Hello? (laughs) Yeah,
1: that'd be good. Or or to have a glass of grape juice. She,
0: She took no responsibility in that whole scenario no a baby's no, gonna number make one
1: she was the size of a baby that can't really hold a, a cup yeah unless it's a sippy cup exactly. so why wouldn't you have a sippy even cup?
0: then you wouldn't have grape juice or something with a dress like that in it no for no because the top could come off well
1: anyway i know so that richard points out a picture of <laughs> um Hopi, who happens to be emily's sister who apparently is still alive and living in paris
0: was I the only one that thought she had a striking resemblance to Rory? Oh, no. I really did, too. This yeah. might have been her in the picture,
1: I actually. really... I saw that picture, and I thought, did they get Alexis Bledel yeah. to or pose just for that picture? good
0: genetics. Or they picked yes. a good cast there.
1: So then they continue to flip through, and they see uh, Richard and Emily's wedding photo. And Rory compliments the dress. Emily says that her mom had three seamstresses working on it and that it's packed upstairs somewhere and that she'll save it for Rory if she wants. And again, I'm thinking to myself, okay, traditionally, a mother keeps her wedding dress to pass on to her daughter, yes. not her granddaughter.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And
1: I so I thought this was kind of funny. Then it's up to the mother
0: to pass it down to her daughter.
1: So, I mean, a what, what are you thinking? Is it a deliberate slight just to skip Lorelai entirely? Has she given up on Lorelai marrying or is this just innocent what
0: do you think? Uh, not innocent, but a little of both of those—a slight and giving up on her.
1: <laughs> well, I kind of thought that too. Emily's definitely holding on hope there's, that she'll get
0: with Christopher eventually. I think you know that's. Then her, why
1: isn't she holding her wedding? That's her, her end her.
0: game because I don't think that she expects her to get married traditionally because she bucks tradition. No, well,
1: that's Maybe true. Maybe that's
0: a little bit of it. I don't know. I'm just speculating.
1: Then at one point, but that the...
0: is low of her to offer it to Rory
1: and not to Lorelai.
0: Not not even I, ask her.
1: I mean, yeah, just courtesy. Not... And they're all
0: about properness and. Give Give her the
1: courtesy of saying no. Yeah,
0: she's all about properness and rules, but when it comes to her daughter, nah. No. Let's shun the the rules here for a minute.
1: But yeah, give her the courtesy of saying no. If you think that she will, then it won't hurt any. Yeah. To go ahead well, she's and,
0: used to her saying no to her parents, so it wouldn't hurt her feelings. No.
1: Exactly. It would have just been
0: like, well, I expected as much. She'd have something smart to say back to her. Of know. course. It wouldn't it wouldn't fit in. And you then
1: know. it could go to, <laughs> you know? and then it could go to Rory after all. Yeah. But I mean at least try, you know. So anyway, it comes out during the conversation that apparently Emily had a thing for the pirate guy. <laughs> Errol Flynn. Well,
0: shiver me timbers, baby. Yeah.
1: <laughs> who starred in all of those um all of those I pirate heard. movies, you know. <laughs> And then And then, she
0: mentioned something about her friend. Richard says something about her friend looking like him Finn had did his mustache, his little fingers on his lips like a mustache.
1: Yes, <laughs> I remember that.
0: That was hilarious.
1: So next they flip to a picture of a young Lorelei in a beautiful white dress. And Rory says she looks beautiful and asks what was the occasion. Oh. And immediately Richard starts to look standoffish. And he says, who would like some coffee?
0: Uh, it'll all become clear in a future episode. But yeah. Yeah. For right now, it's uh, that was a buzz, a mood kill. Yeah. And they did not. They clammed up. Didn't want to talk.
1: Yeah. He yeah. immediately. It was s-
0: definitely a no topic So Yeah. You
1: know, that's all, a n- no-fly zone. Yeah. So he says, who would like some coffee? But Emily goes ahead and answers Rory, and she says that was her debutante gown for her coming out party. Yeah, and Roy says Mom had a coming out party, and Richard said no, she didn't. Yeah, we get the full story. And later. Roy's like, Oh, yeah. And Emily just says, "Things happen." Beside himself, yeah. He gets
0: up and says, "I got business," you know. He...
1: Well, Emily just says things yeah. happen, don't they? Yeah. And then Richard has business calls and to make. All get of a sudden,
0: coffee and yeah, they just leave. I hate how they just left her.
1: Well, they left her there, yeah. standing, looking at the picture.
0: Yeah, I hated them. I mean,
1: what kind of feeling must she have been going through? You know, after that. You know, it was innocent. She thought this would be a bonding experience, you know, and I don't know. And I thought to myself, okay, here we are. We're at the root of the problem that exists between Lorelai and her parents. And I'm thinking, are they mad at her? Are they disappointed? Are they embarrassed? Are they ashamed? What is it? Well,
0: and Rory's sitting there left to think: if I make one mistake, are they going to shun me? You know. Well,
1: yeah. Well, what, what kind would, of impression did that leave? What well, would be the logical assumption from that? Yeah. But you know, whatever it is, why don't y'all just freaking talk about it? Why don't y'all sit down, have it out? Yeah. And air your get, grievances. Air your grievances. Get it over with. That and leads to maybe to one of our could,
0: funnier episodes too down the yeah. line, but those.
1: <laughs> but maybe, maybe at that point, you could actually have a relationship. The three yeah. of them, you know. Clear there. But yeah, I digress. <laughs> Into uh, something that will never happen. I don't think. Well, maybe. We'll see. So, then we go back, and we're at uh, the diner, and Luke is watching out of the diner windows as the reenactors stand (laughs) out, shivering in the snow, and he brings a tray of coffee out for them, which I thought was really nice, because he had been so stubborn about it, and of course, at first, they're stubborn about taking the coffee, but then they eventually do take it, and then some of them start, you know, making orders, well, can I have some cocoa, you know?
0: Yeah, if I was out there freezing my keister off, and somebody brought me something hot to drink... I probably wouldn't care what it was and i don't drink coffee i would have took the coffee now if they wanted to bring me cocoa later i'm more of a hot chocolate kind of guy so if they wanted to bring that later fine but yeah i'm not gonna turn down something no when i'm shivering cold but perks no. over there i'd like some green tea or something I'm
1: like, yeah <laughs> but as he's passing out the drinks luke happens to look up and from a distance he sees Lorelai walking with Max and they stop and they kiss Mm. and he just kind of stares at them really hard and steady for a second then he looks down at the ground
0: missed opportunity
1: and it's a look that's kind of a mixture of disappointment defeat and maybe a little sadness in there and the song that's playing while he was looking at her was someone to watch over me yeah and I thought, That's, interesting choice of song to play at that moment, wouldn't you say?
0: That is a very telling song. It is. But, as far as Luke's concerned, this is my feeling. You snooze, you lose, Luke. You missed your opportunity. I know. You know, his, but when he put his head down at the feet, it reminded me of that Chris Stapleton song that I love, and No One to Blame But Me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you gotta take your chances, dude. Yep. Wake up, Luke. Just wanna shake him a little bit. Right. This is what happens when you let... Opportunity slipped through your hands, you know. Yep. Like he should have took that walk with her, like you he said. Yep. Hey, how about I? Because, join you, you know? like
1: I said, if if he had said, "Do you want some company?" you know, she would have said, "Sure."
0: And that would have totally made Max rethink what's going on here.
1: If she would have been walking with Luke yeah. when she met up with Max, I think things would have ended differently. Max probably would have gotten his broken down car and took and left. Off. Yeah. <laughs> Yes.
0: Oh, it's a miracle. It's healed. (laughs) So,
1: but the next scene that we see is Lorelai at her house with Max. Oh, yeah. Here we go. So, she gives him a speech at the door (laughs) about snow. Then there was him. Now she's thinking about Rory and dating in their house. Mm -hmm. And she talks back and forth with him and how she never brings guys to her house. Oh, no. And he says, well, so it's uh, snowing, cold, and your daughter is elsewhere. And Lorelai's like, I know, I know. And Max says, at some point in your life, you're gonna have to decide that some guy's worth opening that front door yeah. for. He says, "I'm just volunteering."
0: You know how a lot of girls will say, "I don't do this. I never done this. I'm not kind of do that." But she really means it here. I think.
1: Yeah, I do too. But
0: you know, some of them it's just a ploy. But it kind of reminds me of that song, Christmas song, "Baby, It's Cold Outside," where he's coaxing her to, to stay. To stay. Yeah. He's like, "Let me in," and she's like, "Well, I got a kid," and then yeah. You know, <laughs>
1: bear in mind, I didn't quote every piece of dialogue to that scene. Yeah, it seems, yeah,
0: it, it was more in-depth If than that. you
1: hear the whole thing...
0: He's very persuasive. The, the comparison
1: know? to that Compelling. song... The comparison to that song really does kind of fit.
0: That's why I thought it. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's it.
1: But, I don't know if I feel like he's way to go, Max, for being confident and being assertive. He,
0: he's this close to the prize, and he's he just... He's got to finish that finish line. if <laughs> I
1: think that he's being a little pushy...
0: Yeah, he is a little bit, because he's trying to get that goal. You yeah, know? I'm not sure. Yeah.
1: So, they've eventually do go in the house. But
0: she concedes and and she wants it too, you know.
1: (laughs) So they're in the kitchen and she's asking, you know, if if he would like some coffee. And she's, you know, starting to make some coffee. But this is all
0: foreplay. Yeah. Yeah. But
1: as she starts to make it, he kisses her. Yeah. And the kiss ends up migrating into the living room and toward the steps. Yeah,
0: it's getting to a little go up. heavy here. Yeah.
1: And then, who should walk in
0: but <laughs> Lane? I, I was so proud of her. I was like, yes, you go, girl. Thank
1: you, Lane. <laughs> yeah. Max happens to open his eyes from the kiss, and he looks over Lorelai's shoulder and sees Lane standing there, yeah. and he's, he asks her to remind him, how many kisses does she <laughs> yeah. have again? Yeah, that's right. And But it was great, because it, the looks on their faces was like, Lorelai turned around, and she was like, busted. Yeah. Because she knows, of course, that Lane is probably going to... Tell
0: And being a good friend that Lane is, she does Rory a solid. She's running a blocker like Cletus for the bandit and smoking the bandit. Yeah. <laughs> She's keeping her away from Sheriff Beaufort T. Justice.
1: Oh, yeah. But Lane says Oof. that she was. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Lane says she's waiting for Rory to get home yeah. and Lorelai says well Rory's stuck in Hartford for the night so Lane goes back to Rory's room Lorelai leaves Max to settle on the couch and she follows her in
0: I love this scene I
1: love this scene yeah. too and I don't quote it all but yeah. I did the most important this
0: is what Rory should have been doing
1: so the next thing you know she has Lane talking and spilling her guts on what happened and Lane's embarrassed about being able to go back to school you know and what people are going to think and Lorelai says look at it from a different perspective you have so many years of screw-ups ahead of you. View yeah. this as a trial run for really grown-up <laughs> humiliation. Yeah,
0: some real issues there. And
1: Elaine says, so not helping. <laughs> and Lorelai says, maybe you should be a hairdresser. <laughs> and Elaine says, Lorelai? No, no. And Lorelai says, yes, it's perfect.
0: Rich don't want her touching no, his hair again.
1: no. <laughs> But Lorelai says, much? Lorelai says, yes, it's perfect. <laughs> then you can run your hands through anybody's hair that you want. And yeah, they'll pay you for it. They
0: won't suspect you of being that yeah.
1: <laughs> touchy billy. They'll pay you for it. Lane asks what's she really going to do because everyone at school is going to be talking about her. And at that point, Lorelai gets serious and she gives her a pep talk and I love what she says. She tells her it's how you handle experiences that you should judge yourself by. Yeah. And she compares it to how she had screwed up years ago. But then she gets Lane in a good mood by asking how Rich's hair had felt. Yeah, you know,
0: she couldn't go to her mom, Miss Kim. Of course not. Because she no. doesn't even know. If she liked a boy, she'd be holed up in a tower or something. Oh, of like course, a, you know, yes. in a Disney movie or something. I
1: love Mrs. Kim, but she is so strict that if she even knew that Lane was yeah. looking at a guy, yeah. she'd have her locked in a room for two weeks. More than or that. she'd have her homeschooled from then yeah, on. She'd you know. never
0: be allowed to set foot out of the
2: house.
1: So after they get finished talking about Lane's issue and Lane has calmed down and feels good, she asks Lorelai "So who's the guy. And Lorelai says Rory's teacher. And Lane yeah. says, oh, he has nice hair. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what is her fixation on hair, man? I don't she, know. She is going to be a hairdresser, I think.
1: So Lorelai leaves Lane, she goes back out to Max, and he seems to be ready to leave. But she convinces him to stay on her couch.
0: Yeah, it seems almost as the male perspective that I didn't get what I wanted in this situation and I'm just gonna bail. What do you think about that? Kind of. If he really wanted to be around her, as a guy, I'm saying this, you would do anything to spend more time with that person. I will say. Even if you didn't get what you wanted. I will say that. that the physical part.
1: He did seem to be kind of putting her in a position where she had to talk him in. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, and all she was doing was talking him into staying on her couch. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, that she
1: was going to be upstairs. That
0: wasn't his goal. That's what I'm saying.
1: Oh no, I agree with you. He had a
0: different plan in mind, and if he didn't get that, he's out. Right, I'm checking out of the situation.
1: So here we are the next morning, and Lorelai wakes up in her bedroom. She's alone because Max is downstairs, and Rory is just pulling up outside. So Lorelai hightails it outside. She catches Rory at the front door after racing through the house, and tells her, "Okay, here's the thing. I have a boy in the house, and." that Rory knows him. And Rory goes in and she sees Max lying on the couch asleep. And then she goes into the kitchen without saying anything really. And Lorelai follows her and asking her, you know, how are you feeling? Rory, talk to me, you know. And at first Rory says it feels kind of weird. And she asks her mom if she loves him. And Lorelai says it was just a date.
0: Mm-hmm. She tries to justify things and she's like, it was the snow. You know how I get. It was like my catnip.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, Lorelai does mention though that she will bring a guy home at some point, but not now. So I mm-hmm. I guess that was her way of saying, "Yeah, he was on the couch because of the snow and the roads, and his car was broke down." But we if she was Rose, on a date, she would not be bringing him. I've like bent that. the
0: rules a little bit here, but I didn't break them.
1: But sleeping with a guy in the yeah. house, yeah, yeah, yeah no, 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 she would not be doing that. She now.
0: Well, she almost did cross that line if Lane went in front that. of yeah. anybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. So at that moment, Lane comes out of Roy's room, and Rory says that she's tried calling her back. She admits that she hasn't been a very good friend lately, hmm. and That's I was true. I was happy with. With this because I think that Rory should have apologized. I wish that she'd stood her ground, but being the sweet person that Lane is, she says, no, I've been jealous. But I think that this kind of lets Rory off the hook a little bit and kind of enables her to keep being the same way going forward. So we'll, we'll just have to see how that works out. Lane does go on to say, no, I just wigged out a little. I get jealous sometimes. I mean, you seem to have this really great life going and I don't really fit in there. And Rory says, well, that's not true. You totally fit in. And Lane's like, yeah. And Rory's like, I'm talking Legos. <laughs> and Lane says, I hope so. And Rory's like, Well, I will be better from now on. I promise. Yeah, 24 we'll hours that. a day at your disposal. And Lane says, Dean will love that. <laughs> yeah, and <really. laughs> Rory says, Well, he'll have to. You come first. Mm, we'll see. And Lane says, That's right. I got dibs. So, she
0: does have first call, though.
1: Even though she kind of let Rory off the hook a little bit up there, when she kind of rounds back and says, Yeah, that's right. I got dibs, I thought, Okay. So despite the earlier apology, I felt that Lane did follow up with that and set an expectation in a very kind way that you need to treat me as a better friend. You need to be a better friend to me. Yeah. So I think I that Rory that. needed to hear all of that.
0: Yes. So Lame Rory does tend to do that. Yes. She realizes she's, her mistakes. She tries to fix them later.
1: Yeah. She's pretty she's, good she's about that. She's quick to
0: do that. Yeah.
1: So that kind of leaves Rory in the kitchen by herself and she just kind of glances into the living room and she sees Lorelai and Max sitting on the couch drinking coffee and her mom's smiling and looks really happy. Yeah. And she returns to the kitchen. she kind of has this look on her face where she just kind of looks a little down. And she takes the picture out of her pocket that was that photo booth picture of her younger mom and Christopher, her dad. And she's just kind of looking at it, you know And I'm thinking Long and is she dis- disappointed that her mom couldn't get married to her dad? Yeah. What do you think she's thinking as she's looking at this picture right now?
0: How things might have turned out different if she had that father figure, their closeness in their relationship. Right. Maybe it had been, not that she's disappointed with her mom by any means, but would it have been more stable, more different? You know, maybe the situation wouldn't have happened, you know? Right. You know, the awkwardness of it all. Yeah. Well, we're talking about Rory here, so it could have been some self centered reason. I don't
1: know. Yeah, you never know. (laughs) know? Okay. So that was basically the end of the episode at that point.
0: You know what? I forgot to mention Scott Cohen. We were going to talk about him. Yes. And it totally slipped my mind. I got caught up in the whole walking and seeing him. Yeah. Totally over my head. Yeah, let's talk okay. about the unpredictable Max Medina, Scott Cohen.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: I say that because he's been everywhere. I compare it to Liz Torres' his career, which we went over recently. He definitely has a huge repertoire. <laughs> uh, once, Entertainment Weekly named him Mr. February. Oh, wow. Referring to his work ethic. Interesting. He was on television an impressive 17 hours in one month. Wow. That is a lot of work. Scott's like many actors on the Gilmore Girls that I've seen before watching the show. I don't know how many times you caught me or I caught myself saying, oh, that's so-and-so like Chad Michael Murray, you know. Yeah, yeah. One Tree Hey, Lucas Scott, you know. I've seen Scott on Law and Order, Grey's Anatomy, CSI. Oh, I
1: didn't know he's
0: on Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. He's also in NYPD Blue and The Practice. Oh, well, Wow. He developed a cult following for his betrayal of Wolf on the NBC miniseries, The Tenth Kingdom. There's more than a hundred online fan clubs and he did a ton of video watching and he actually went to the zoo and studied wolves for that role. Interesting. Yeah, I, I was kind of like, wow. You and just, you love wolves. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. Night. I'm big. Anything wolves, you know. Werewolves, teen wolf, anything, you know. <laughs> yes, he has an extensive resume. He's worked with Robert De Niro. Oh, wow. Natalie Portman. Jake wow. Gyllenhaal. Angelina Dang. Jolie and on and on and on. If you do the research, you'll see. On Scott Patterson's podcast, he joked about Max being Dean's real father. He had this theory due to his background and his height of 6'1". Cause <laughs> Dean was a little shorter at the time but because you know Dean a lot taller than that now oh yeah yeah scott p was also impressed with scott c's <laughs> trying to keep them separate here. yeah piano playing skills as i mentioned but did you know he also plays drums guitar get out clarinet french horn and the bazoom
1: wow so he's like a symphony yeah, all he, on his own he's quite the musician. Apparently.
0: Yeah, he's also born in the Bronx. You know, I mentioned someone else Multi-talented. Yeah, and he acquired his love of music from his jazz musician, Father Jack. He used to dress up like Leonard Bernstein in his father's tales and play piano as a child. And one interesting thing that I discovered while Gilmoreing (laughs) is that uh, Cohen studied to be a professional clown.
1: Oh, wow. And
0: even worked briefly in the circus. But ultimately, acting got his, you know, goat there. (laughs) So you never know where you might end up in life. Right. But I try to tie all the actors back to the Gilmore Girls you know how I like to do that but the only thing I found was as I mentioned previously when he was goading Scott Patterson in his podcast about he worked with Lauren Graham in Law and Order and he was close with her remember how he's saying I've touched her even before Gilmore Girls yeah that kind of irritated me there yeah
1: he was trying to get at Scott Patterson
0: (laughs) he he was goading him there (laughs) so that's Scott Cohen I did a little Gilmoreing so
1: that's fascinating i had no idea let's talk about scott's the, podcast let's
0: go into it i got three yeah. to cover
2: here
1: okay
0: because we're gonna do the one-on-one with kiko Ajina, yes elaine kim then we're gonna go into the come on in i'll get you some coffee episode eight there's two of those there and the last one's like oh a,
1: so he split it into two yeah
0: the last one's more like a therapy session i'll get to that okay so kiko Ajina, elaine kim she was frustrated that her character didn't have more fulfillment and i think we talked about that.
1: i definitely agree with her on that i I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but yeah. I felt that especially particularly in Year in the Life. The Year in the Life, about, yeah. they could have done so much more with her the character. They kinda of low balled
0: her on that. I was
1: a little disappointed yeah. with what they did with her character.
0: She was hinting at a spin-off. She would like to do that. But, oh, I would I would love to see that and I'm who sure would write it, would. you know.
1: <laughs> well the Paladinos. They well, have, well,
0: they're busy now.
1: They, so. have, they have not completely shut the door to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's there's a clause there's, apparently. There's
0: numerous possibilities with this show, as we all know. Luke's background, all that stuff. Well, but, I
1: think that's part of the reason why Luke is doing this podcast. Oh,
0: he's wanting a... Another, he wants another year yeah, in the life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. so Kiko is not that musically inclined as her counterpart Lane, interesting enough.
1: However, she, I do know one thing that well, I've read well, on I'm, my own. I'm getting that. But I know you're getting But there.
0: And Kiko said she likes to spin doctors and Lane would never like, like the, the spin yeah, doctors. So she, that's her guilty pleasure there, uh, but they wouldn't agree on that. Scott and Kiko couldn't figure out what the deal was with Miss Keone's fear, and I attribute did that to her what? you know of laying in a small town why was she so fearful of oh. her of negative influences you know I think that
1: was Mrs. Kim's I mean yeah. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves but I agree with you totally I think it's Mrs. Kim's upbringing
0: but she's extremely religious we find out well number yeah.
1: one she's got that strict upbringing that she was raised with yeah. with her own mother coming, for
0: Korean,
2: yeah. coming
1: from Korea and making um, a new life she's, she's I don't. Pre- I don't pretend to know what Korean life is like yeah. well but w- we do meet that mother at some Point in the future, and just by the interaction that you see there, yeah, you can totally see how Mrs. Kim and grew Ms. up to Ms. be Kim's the way she is. Got
0: quite the rebellious spirit in her too, though. Well, we'll she find broke. Out later. She broke away yeah. and became a Christian. Yeah, so she's all about that. She's extremely Seven religious. That's what a, I yeah. think. Luke, that's her deal. If you're listening to this, that's her deal. Yes, yeah. I'm just letting you know that because you kind of didn't know what her deal was. Thought I'd help you out. Kiko said if she played the role today, she speculated that she would have a secret internet life with the numerous friends like Instagram following and she wouldn't be isolated in a small town. She said it was more fun to play it the way they played it on the show. Yeah. She was isolated. She was team Jess. Really? Yeah. She said that because Dean wasn't right for her. Okay. And that once Jess matured, he yes. would be perfect. And that's, we agree on that.
1: Do we? Yeah. Well, I'm not saying whose team I'm on. I do agree with their statement.
0: No, we agree that if he matured, he wasn't ready. No. Yeah, yeah. No, Lord, no. But we're not saying Jess is the right one. We're not we're declaring just saying who we're for. If he was, he would have to matured. Mature. Yes. Because he was a little of a snot when he was... He was, <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: he definitely we'll, we'll was. We'll get
0: to that, but... Uh, Not a good boyfriend. Yeah, she loved learning the drums, and... Is that what you were going to That mention? was
1: what I was going to say, that I did read an article yeah. where she did say that she actually learned to play the drums for the role.
0: And Sebastian Bach from Skid Row... Who played Gil in the band. He even complimented her one time and said, you have a nice floor on the floor there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but hey, that's a high compliment yeah. coming from you. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And might I just say that he never seems to age, he never seems to age he must be a vampire oh something. my
1: gosh no he doesn't <laughs> even when he came back in a year in the life I expected him to look like 80 yeah. years old well I saw and him he, didn't, he hardly looked any different
0: I saw him in concert back in the day so he looks the same to me yeah but yeah and they got to talking about of course about... we
1: are talking about characters that you don't know yet yeah. that we have not introduced yet
0: this is all Scott's podcast so it's free range here people Kiko went on to talk about her counterpart Emily Crota Miss Kim Okay, the mother she is totally not like her character at all she, she said she is up. sweet yes. sweet sweet and what she would find fascinating if she's a big tech kid. So, okay, now yeah. that is
1: something I didn't know. Yeah. That's interesting.
0: And she and Miss Kim would never no. let her get mm-hmm. into the devil's playground there. <laughs> but but i'm just gonna say that so then we move on to that sounds
1: like it was an interesting interview oh yeah
0: it was she's fascinating we move on to the next episode hey i'll get you some coffee
1: so that's where he's talking about this episode yes that we just watched
0: and interestingly enough he interviews kiko's lane's obsession rich bloomfeld oh interesting oh wow yeah played by chase penny
1: uh-oh.
0: Yeah. Well, he didn't have any lines. No. In the whole show, but his hair played an important part. Yes, it did. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about the pomp and circumstance himself. The luxurious <laughs> yeah. hair. Oh, the quaff of hair essence. <laughs> <laughs> he had no lines like I said, but that hair, I, I bet he insured that hair. What that hair was
1: a dialogue all on It was
0: intermittent on in the show. Yes. It was hard to keep because did you know he was an overall gymnast in his day, in his no. younger days, and they had to cut that hair short. They weren't allowed to have hair. Oh wow. So, and he was inspired by Eddie Van Halen. He wanted that hair. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So, when he moved out there, he was surfing. He was a friend of Tom Cruise's stunt double. So, he got a lot of his characteristics from that, you know. Yeah. And he was talking about how they like to have bigger guys play so he couldn't be a stunt double because they want to look bigger on film. Right. I will touch on this on his rapid fire. It was a funny moment. Scott asked Chase, So who's the daddy? And he said, and I quote, I am always the daddy. <laughs> oh
1: too funny. Yeah, he,
0: he's hilarious. This guy, man. But uh yes His
1: hair must have won Rory over at some point <laughs> off screen. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. would have been too funny. That's a different well, take who's on it altogether. Dad? mom I'm pregnant well who's the father you remember that guy guy. remember that guy Rich Berenfeld yeah (laughs)
0: It was the <laughs> hair, Mom, I swear. The hair. He had the hair. Because yeah. we
1: never see him again in the show.
0: Yeah, so moving on, during that interview, on the same uh, podcast, he had a fan come on. Her name was Chelsea, and they reenacted the whole town hall scene. Oh, my gosh. So a fan got to actually do lines with Luke. Oh, that's uh, cool. Scott Patterson. I keep wanting to say Luke.
1: <laughs> How honored must she have felt?
0: Oh, she was beside herself. <laughs> and, uh, okay, now this is where we're getting to it. The two ladies on the show with Scott, I, I don't remember their names offhand, but they were talking about... We're
1: going to have to remember their names yeah, name yeah will
0: we'll, I'll get it together you know how I'm 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 demented sometimes they were talking about Linda Carter because Lorelai does reference Wonder Woman
1: and Linda Carter being the original Wonder Woman yes. on the TV show black hair blue eyes gorgeous yes. lady
0: and oh let me just tell and you and
1: we had made mention of her in in episode two where we thought Lauren yeah. Graham would have made a wonderful well, original Wonder Woman I'm
0: getting that because Scott was all about we have to get oh that's a mic drop we have to get Linda Carter oh Linda Carter and I'm sitting there laughing because I'm saying you have similar taste to because we were talking about how she would make a great Wonder Woman. Uh-huh. So, yeah, you're telling on yourself there, Scott. I'm just going to, if you're listening to this, yeah, you're telling on yourself, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, but one of the ladies mentioned that Linda Carter was in 1984, the remake of Wonder Woman, which personally I think was a travesty, but I already mentioned all this. She said she passed the torch to Gal Gadot. And I was like, no, Linda Carter does not have to pass the torch to anybody. No. She's Linda Carter. I agree with uh, Scott on this. There's no other.
1: It's kind of like no matter how many superpowers. No, how many no men played Superman? Gal. No, of course not. She's a wonderful actress yeah. and a beautiful lady. But it's kind of like all the various people who have played Superman over the years. They're all wonderful in the role, but yeah. there's never going to be another Christopher Reeve. Well, it's like Luke
0: Ferrigno in on The Hulk when he showed up on the Hulk movie. Yeah, right? he was had a cameo, but there was to me, there's only one Hulk. Right, Lou and there's Rigno. there's
1: only one Superman. Christopher, Christopher Reeve. 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 Yes. There's only one Wonder Woman. However,
0: you do love you some uh, Smallville.
1: Oh yeah, Tom Welling. Yeah, <laughs> but he was always Clark Kent. Oh yeah, that's true. He wasn't that is really true. Superman until the final episode. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's true.
1: But um, and we'll and I hope I didn't give that away to everybody. But hasn't yeah. well, seen the show.
0: If you haven't, where have you been, people? Come on now, seriously.
1: If you have not watched that show, you need to watch that so, show stat.
0: But I wanted to bring that up because that was a little topic that we called out way before. Oh yeah, she mentioned Wonder Woman. Darn, we're good. And did we call it Luke. Scott loves him some Linda Carter. And he yeah. loves him some Lorelai. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. And some Lauren Graham. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, we move on to the therapy session. This Listen is the, to us. This is a married yeah. man well, that we're talking about. I'm just saying. He <laughs> well, likes what he likes. He has a type. Look kinda at his wife. Kind of makes me want to go. <laughs> oh. His, look, yeah. his
1: wife have I, I dark hair, blue eyes? Gilmore. Okay. But
0: similar. Not totally, but similar. Okay. They, you know what you like. You have a type. Yeah, you do. But so, and he even said this as much when working with her. So, we moved to the last podcast, the therapy session. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Okay. And he had another fan on named Kim. She is a bona fide therapist to analyze this, like the movie. (laughs) All the dynamics. And angst and emotions and intense feelings involved. Scott Luke Patterson, get your feelings all out on the table. You know, we're going to discuss all this. They touched on Lorelai and how she had arrested emotional development issues. And she would switch her teenage side on as a defense mechanism. It's rooted in various reasons. Uh, of instinct. Yeah. Some known, some unknown on both sides. <laughs> it was really fascinating, actually. They're definitely going to have her back on. Shout out to Kim. You did a good job on good. that. I really enjoyed that. And that's it. Awesome. Some. Do we want to get into our Lorelai's and favorites and all the good stuff?
1: Uh, yeah, so what What was your Lorelai for this episode?
0: As I already stated, it's when Lorelai was justifying her actions to Roy. You caught me here with Max. <laughs> it was the snow. <laughs> you know how I get.
1: It's like catnip. <laughs> I had a hard time this time because there were so many good lines, but I'm also going to give it to Lorelai in one of her lines, which was, I'll get the ark, you get the animals. <laughs> I just, that one, when I first heard that for the first time, I died laughing. Yeah. I just thought that was so funny. we
0: will give a shout out to Michelle with his buttocks. <laughs> uh, yes.
1: That is a close second, yeah, I will say. Yeah. Run her right. up. So, what was your Rory?
0: How Lorelai handled the whole situation with Lane. It was perfection.
1: I do like that scene uh, a lot. I,
0: I really like that she ha- not only has a mother in Lorelai, but a friend. Even when Rory or Miss Kim's not being what they should be to her, I do appreciate that I do, too. Lane.
1: Now, you're making me rethink my Rory. That uh, no,
0: no. You already picked one. No, Go for okay, it. Okay, <laughs> so. Don't let me influence you my... like Scott influences me.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, I have to get on to him because yeah. he'll listen to Scott's podcast and and then next thing you know, he's expressing Scott's views. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You need to express your own views. Do not be influenced by Scott's views. Well, I do say I'm like your Luke to your Lorelai, you know. I well, mean, that is true. But you have your own views and then you'll change them. After I you're... can be
0: grumpy like Luke, definitely. Well, that is yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> That's my defense. Well,
1: my worry... <laughs> My Rory for this episode was the scene outside in the evening when it was snowing before she had run into Max the reenactors had just passed by them and they were just standing there outside of Luke's talking and they were walking and then kind of standing in front of Luke's having conversation about snow and I just thought that there was a really sweet intimacy around them at that moment that I really loved and you could clearly see his feelings for sure something building between them that may not be acknowledged or may not be acknowledged soon but might be acknowledged and grow into the future is luke always going to be too quiet and timid to do what he needs to do to get the woman that he wants or is this going to build you know the more that he has to put up with seeing or date other people and whatnot but i don't know i just love that scene because of the way they were with each other yeah what was your emily dun dun
0: dun I, I think it had to be when Emily was actually telling Rory about Lorela's baby dress and how she was giving her a compliment, but then she turns right around and says, Her Highness spilt wine on it the second later, you know. That just ruined it for me. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, for my Emily, I will raise you a Her Highness. Yeah. And, and see uh, me. <laughs> and I will see you a Your Highness and yeah. I will raise you uh <laughs> That entire scene. Every, oh, I wanted to mention that again too. Every time yeah. that Emily or Richard either said something negative about Lorelai when there was no need to, or they ignore the issue of missing her debutante yeah. ball because she got pregnant, and just being so irritated and frustrated with these people that they won't just face what happened and talk it out, and perhaps they could have a relationship with their daughter.
0: Yeah. I didn't like how they left her just sitting in there to And I didn't to, like
1: how they left Rory just take sitting it in there to in. take it in.
0: Yeah. That, no
1: explanation yeah. for a young apprentice 16 year old girl
0: she got the point but of
1: course but you could do a little
0: softer yeah but that's how they are
1: what was your rating for this episode
0: it was tough i give it a four out of five hollow stars i love the town hall meeting all the scenes in passing michelle complaining about snow giving it to lorelei a little bit lane's embarrassment about the hair gilmore's experiencing frozen pizza was a delight kind of counts as a friday night dinner you know for me but once again i need more lorelei luke in Interaction. Not that Max and Lorelai thing. It's okay, <laughs> but I'm ready for Luke. I just got to say
1: that. Well, I also would give it a four out of five. Hollow Stars because there were tons of really wonderful one-liners. We got to see pretty much majority of my favorite characters. Yeah, Michelle was in it. Suki was in it. Lane had a big part in this episode, and that really kind of tipped it for me. I loved seeing Lane have a big part in an episode. That
0: was a delight.
1: Mm -hmm, It really was, and she there was something you know with meat to it. Yeah, that she got to be kind of a a central focus of this particular show. I was. I really liked it. If it hadn't been most of her show, yeah. Yeah, if it hadn't been for that in there, I might have just given it a three. Oh, yeah.
0: But well, like I think said, that really Well, like we said, going to it. be hard to come by sure. for us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I did like the, the fact that there was kind of like a quasi Friday night dinner. That's what I um, I really sort of l- counts. I did love the Luke and Lorelai moments uh, because I think that every moment that there is between them helps to build something that I'm hoping will happen eventually.
0: Yeah. I guess that's why it didn't push me over the top was his whole disappointment. But that, you know, like that falls on him.
1: Right. But I do think that maybe it was good for him to see her with someone else because the only saving grace. Maybe is- he will eventually think to himself I gotta make a move or I'm gonna lose any chance with her the only saving grace
0: was that Lane did Roy, and Mia Sala Yes, and cut it yes <laughs> Stop
1: that in its tracks. You yes. Know.
0: <laughs> good to go. Uh, but, yeah.
1: Was, this this was a really really good episode. I thought. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Overall, rewatchable because it has yeah. that iconic line. It
1: was rewatchable for me. I
0: smell snow. I smell snow. I smell more coming. Yes, I do. You know, and there might be some surprises on the next episode. There might be something in store. Yeah. For uh-huh. you. Yeah,
1: we'll see. <laughs> All right. So get ready to ready set stream season one episode nine, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. 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 bye, bye. bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.